Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. A quick addendum. Somebody recently pointed out I haven't shilled my merch store in a while, and there is new stock there, so this is me doing that. If you wish to buy some merchandise, such as hoodies, flags, and shirts, then please check out the store in the description down below. There will be new designs coming in the future, and I will announce them as well. Anyways, back to the fiction. Story number one, In Defense of Kalos. Taken from the TG board and posted by IRBoat usernames. I first witnessed the extent of human creativity during the defense of Kalos. The Zentek hype swarms were to attack the world next. Growing desperate to stop the Horde, we issued a call for aid to every species in the Alliance. The human empire responded much as the other races did, with the majority of their military navy joining us in orbit above the planet. Along with the smaller, more haphazard civilian volunteers they brought along with them. Most were mercenary ships or even pirates. The humans' own navy had already retrofitted many of the cargo freighters as carrier ships. A few crazy captains had turned their vessels into fire ships. I was the communications officer on the lead ship of the Narleth Assault Dreadnought Formation, the bringer of swift death. I remember well the civilian ship that had been assigned to our squadron, the super heavy freighter Atlas and her captain. The Atlas was a massive ship, larger than even our own, a full five hectares in length. My captain was annoyed. Why did we have to get weighed down by such an ugly burden? His anger was tempered, though, by words from the commander that the Atlas would at the very least absorb some shots that would otherwise damage our ship. My captain, not even bothering to discover Atlas's armaments, had her move into formation above and to the fore of our own vessel. We would find out what sort of weaponry she had soon enough, as the great enemy fleets had been detected at the edge of the system. Things gained a new haste as we maneuvered into position. I kept a close eye on our new ally as my captain commanded watching on the display screen as the Atlas cargo doors partially opened and racks loaded with what looked like small rockets were extended. So, uh, that's how she's armed, I thought to myself. When we were ordered to attack, I would find out just how heavily she was armed. We began our approach. The captain of the Atlas surprised us with his discipline. He hadn't issued the order to fire yet. We hit weapons range, and the others were given to fire. Our highly trained weapon crews were pouring a pinpoint laser fire into the approaching fleet before they could get first shot back at us. It was when the enemy fire was impacting our shields that we saw the distorted cloud of fire that came from above our ship. At first I thought that the Atlas had been destroyed, but it wasn't so. As I watched on, the screens indicated that she was surrounded by a storm of fire, of streaking fire rocket exhaust. She was launching her payload like nothing I'd ever seen. 
We Narleth prefer to fight with lasers and batteries. What I thought of to launch racks were more like ramps, acting to guide the rockets as the Atlas's captain simply dumped them into space. Then their engines fired, sending them streaking towards the enemy. Not two or three at a time like our own massive anti-ship missiles, but in the thousands. A never-ending stream of explosive death was spat towards the enemy, in a way I had never dreamt possible. Any enemy ships that made the mistake of getting in the way of Atlas was quickly ground to nothing but debris as thousands of rockets' hits took their toll. The constant bombardment rapidly dropped enemy shields and smashed entire bomber waves. However, the smaller missiles were not so effective against the heavily armored shell of enemy capital ships. While the Atlas had a few capital ship kills to her name, it took tens of thousands of hits to achieve each one. We quickly learned much more effective means of destruction. We were followed in close formation by the Atlas until the missile's hits had caused the shield breach somewhere, at which point our own laser batteries would exploit the rift, destroying enemy ships quicker than we could have without her support. Turns out that the captain of the Atlas had been offloading a shipment at an old military station when the call for aid was sent. He had been a gunnery officer in the human navy and knew some of the depots storing old and now outdated orbital attack munitions, something that was left behind with the Empire's military mobilized to our aid. Using some contacts, he had quickly jumped from station to station, filling his holds and turning his ship into an improvised missile boat with a staggering amount of ammunition. The day that he came to our aid armed with 4,030,020 ground attack missiles. When we limped home victorious that day, her hold was empty. Now, I am gladder than ever that we are an ally of the humans, as I witnessed the launching of the new Atlas-class missile attack dreadnought. End of story. The Makers, written by Hader. Humans, an endlessly amusing species, let me tell you. New to the galactic stage, and already they seem to be making progress in leaps and bounds unheard of from a species so young. Oh no, they aren't some hyper-intelligent race of hulking behemoths or anything so outlandish. Quite average, really. Maybe even below galactic average in some cases. Why? Let's take a look at their recent military exploits and see if you can't find your answer there. The Gawa, they're hulking behemoths you're looking for, trust me. Four meters in height, nearly 200 kilograms in weight. They're massive, needless to say. Gigantic, rending claws on one set of arms. Dexterous manipulators are the second set. Chitinous plating, 15 centimeters thick, acting as a natural armor that is quite proficient at shrugging off small kinetic weaponry. They decided to raid some human colonies. The humans looked at the Gawa, saw their strength, they looked to their engineers, scientists, and what have you, and said, Great! Make me something that can ignore that. And so they did. Thus was born the MK-2 Widowmaker a terrifying weapon that could punch through a section of armor plating up to 20 centimeters thick. 
Humanity quickly churned out these hellish rifles, and the Gawa conflict rapidly came to an end. The Kasani, vast, nimble avians whose creation matches their own proficiencies. They prefer to fight in cold depths of space, and then follow up with orbital bombardment. They created their ships to be as agile and as swift as they would be in the home planet. Even the older species had trouble creating technology that could track their strike craft. When they came knocking on humanity's collective doorstep, so to speak, the humans looked at the strengths of the Ksani and said, Great, maybe something that can ignore that. During the next major skirmish, the point defense systems of the human ships were being run by what was called a target acquisition interface, or a TAI. This AI could track and predict the movements of the Kasani fighter with something approaching a 93.5% accuracy. Smug little avians had a very rough time after that. Now, now I see the same race of thinkers and problem solvers pushing their way into the realm of galactic politics. I fear that as we speak, they are looking at our rules, our laws, our sanctions, and then turning to the lawyers and politicians and saying, Great, now do something to let me ignore those. Worst part, it'll probably happen. Better start picking at least one human language to learn, kid. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.